The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio, I make myself giggle every time I say that. And that's <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I, it shouldn't make me giggle, but it does, I'm afraid. That's be happy, be giggle. That, that's, that's exactly right. That's why I love doing these, because it always, always, always puts me in a fabulous mood. Because Absolutely. I mean, the name alone, how can you not be happy when you're coming to the positive talk? Well, you know, I got to tell you, there is a little bit of pressure around that because if, yeah, if I ever, if I ever come in to it and like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Golly, it's a shitty, uh, crappy day. And so, <laughs> but, so yeah, I'm not. Every, everyone's going to be wondering what the problem is, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. By the way, that's that's Shelly, Shelly Mache over there, and uh, she's a life coach and extraordinary coach, and she works wow. with people all over the country. And she helps people be positive and live life just a little bit better. And, and we all, I'm a firm believer that we all need a coach. We all need somebody to work with us, to help us get through Absolutely. the swamp that we call life, because it can be a little disconcerting from time to time. Oh, it could be a little swampy. I like that. The swamp. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, you're walking through the swamp and your feet are dragging and and then you hit a hole and you go sinking and it's just, oh. you know, that's and then you get up back on top of it and it, you, it's never done. And then we done. do it all over again and we just and we keep keep going through that cycle. And hopefully each time we get back up, we get up a little bit better with a little more knowledge. That's and that is that's the key, isn't it, is, yes. is to gain to learn from what's happened to you in the past yes. so that you can not necessarily repeat the same mistakes again. Absolutely. And hopefully you won't have to hit that mistake four times before you go, okay, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> you know, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about this subject and it was like, and I said, and I'm sure in your coaching world, you get this a lot. It's like, why do I keep doing the same thing? And I know that it's not what I should be doing, but I keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, in my case, it's I keep inviting people into my world, into the program that that I really should not be doing that mm. because everybody's going. Why do you think you keep doing that, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm told that I don't uh, um, value my my uh, abilities enough, and so I don't, I'm I'm not as uh, confident in myself as I should be. And, that's and how and how are we changing this perception of of confidence that you have in yourself? Well, I'm 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 working to to do a better job of talking to myself. Number one, absolutely. Yeah. And not and not degrading. See, years ago, I one of the things I used to do, even on the air, was I was self-deprecating. Mm. And I actually had somebody say, you know, I really wish you'd stop doing that because I think you're pretty good and I like you and you, and you keep talking badly about yourself. Oh, that and, that sabotage, that that verbal sabotage that that we all do. It's a little voice in. See, I don't have much of a filter, so the little voice in my head <laughs> tends to come out my mouth. That's so. And unfortunately, my the voice in my head sounds a lot like my mother's for some reason. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but that's but that's why it's important for all of us to have a coach and for someone. Mm -hmm. Although the same person, I had had to laugh because she because uh, as part of her work, she she um, assigns accountability partners. Oh, said, nice. 
Yeah, hell yeah, sure. And I said, nice. And and I said, can we do this? But you know, but I really don't like the accountability partner part because that means when I say something, you're mm -hmm. going to expect me to actually follow through and do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only follow through with it, but follow through in a realistic time frame. So you don't just get to follow through because if I'm your accountability partner, I'm going to attach a time frame to that. And then I'm going to come back and say, okay, hey. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <laughs> you had one week to do this. And because I'm so kind, I'm going to hit you up a day or two before and remind you, remember, you put a, a time frame of a week to this, so it's two days before. Just wanted to put that bug in your ear. <laughs> you know now, how nice? How nice am I? Yeah, you. <laughs> you're very nice in in a in a mean, destructive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> By the by the way, I used that that just a little while ago, and then I thought about it for a second. You know, the bug in your ear thing. Mm -hmm. I thought. Why would I put a bug in your ear? It's like that doesn't make any, you know. Anyway, so, but, but, uh, but that's, but that's a really big part of coaching is, mm -hmm. is, um, is the accountability piece because without mm -hmm. that, people are just, you know. And I know that you value people, you value their money, you value their time, and when somebody pays you to coach them, you don't want them to waste their money, and that's part of the accountability piece, right? Absolutely. And here's the thing with me. I don't believe that everyone is fit to work with me. So I don't believe that I'm a fit for each person that comes across. So I like to sit down. I like to have a conversation. I like to see where is it that you're going? What is it that you need? How can I help you get there? And sometimes, you know, if I'm honest with myself, yes, maybe I can help you get to a certain spot, but I want to help you get to the best spot. And that's where my Rolodex comes in of different coaches that I know, of different therapists that I know, where I can say, yes, I can get you to this point. But looking at where you would like to ultimately be, I think that this particular coach would be better for you. That's, and I think that when you're comfortable in who you are, who you serve and what you can deliver, you're you're not, um, you know, you're, you're not pressed about sending someone to to the, the coach that, you know, is going to help them get that result. I think that makes me a better coach. Well, it certainly makes you um, I'm honest. And that, that <laughs> is, you know. So, so you mean to tell me that as a coach, you're not a salesperson first? <laughs> I'm about your transformation. And at the end of the day, I want the people that I work with to be able to value themselves, see themselves, have confidence in themselves, create life balance for themselves so that you could become the person that you were created to be. And so at the end of the day, when you finish working with me, you're going to know what it is that you were created to do, the um, the the things that you would like to do. You're going to have a roadmap. And what we need to realize is when we're on that journey of finding self, it's not a, oh, it's a, a, a 30 and done. Oh, it's a 60 and done. This is our first step. And the first step is being able to say, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. Now, let me get the tools that I need to walk in this way and become that person. So if we're outside of that realm, then what I want to do is I want to direct you to someone who's going to pinpoint exactly what it is that you need that's outside of what I give. And what? for me, that makes me a better, because at the end of the day, when you're ready to come back, which a lot of them do, they come back and go, hey, well, now, you know, I really need to know what are the steps? What's the journey? Yes, you know, I, I've gotten this part. You know, I'm more confident, even though I do teach in confidence as well. But they come back and go, okay, Shelly, now I'm really ready. I'm really ready to go on that journey. And it makes our relationship um, much better much better because you know that I'm not here with fluff and you know that I have no problem saying this is outside of what I think would benefit you best. When you, somebody decides that they need a coach and that they really are not, their life is not working out as they planned and it's, and they don't know why, 
And without somebody looking in from the outside, it's very hard for us to know why, Mm -hmm. because we're here and we're in it and we're knee deep in the drama. So when somebody makes that decision, what's the first thing that you tell them when they come to you and say, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even know that I need a coach, but I'm not. What do you tell them? Well, in my um, I have a questionnaire that I do in the beginning. And so one of the questions is. Um, or one of the statements is, if you don't feel like you need a coach, there's really no reason for you to fill out this questionnaire. So when you come to me, you come to me, you may not know exactly what you need, but you know, I need some assistance somewhere. So the first thing that I ask any client that I'm working with is I say, tell me about yourself. Because a lot of times when they sit down with me and they begin to tell me about themselves, because we're so conditioned to, to talk about our, our, um, our successes as a way of talking about ourselves. a lot of times that's where we start. And most of my clients really probably a hundred percent, really, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think now, have I had anyone not throw the titles in? And I, I can't recall anyone not putting it in, but what happens is, and I've done it too. Tell me about yourself. Well, Hey, I'm a mom. You know, I've been married for for 20 years. You know, I I work for this amazing entertainment company and doing this, 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 this. I listen to all of it because they're all wonderful, amazing things. And then I go, now tell me about yourself. And it it, it like stumps them. They're sitting there like, well, I just did. No, you didn't tell me about you, but you did give me the assets, which are titles that we end up adding to ourselves. But tell me about you. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? You know, what what do you do in the morning time? What makes you smile? And that's where it begins. That's where the peeling of the onion begins. And they go, wow, I didn't even know these things about myself. Or I had no idea that I was suppressing anger in this way. I had no idea that, you know, while I love being a stay-at-home mom, there's there's a little bit of envy in there, you know? So we we work on those things and then we find out where you are actually and where we can take you so that you can begin to find the best version of yourself. Are there people that come to you that when you ask them that question, they've got a deer in the headlight look and they, and they, <laughs> and they just, it, it doesn't, it, they just can't comprehend the, the question because it's not like, the, not, not the first round because the first round nine times out of 10, you're going to tell you're going to run off the titles. So when I ask you, Hey, tell me about yourself. No, that first round, absolutely not. People are very confident in the titles very much so. And it's the second time when I go, oh, those are great. Those are wonderful things. Absolutely. Now tell me about yourself. That's where the confusion sets in. <laughs> so were you not listening? Right, exactly. Like, so, so I'm hiring you for what? So you can't even listen to the... <laughs> <laughs> and the what do I need and, you for? <laughs> that, that is so true. Now, now my uh, ex-wife has a problem with honest communication and digging deep into the non-superficial areas of her life. She was real good at doing the, I'm a floral designer and I, and I do this and I run and I have a bicycle and stuff. But when you got in deep and say, how are you feeling really? Mm -hmm. She didn't even know how to go about accessing that. Do you find that there are some people that are like that? Absolutely. And the reason why is because again, we've been conditioned that a lot of our value and worth is tied up in titles. And so when I remove all of the titles, I'm confused now. I literally sat in a mirror, Kevin, I don't even know how long, with tears like literally streaming down my face because I couldn't figure out what I liked about myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting in the mirror like, (laughs) you know, like the ugly cry because I'm like, well, what's wrong with me <laughs> that I can't figure out what I like about myself. And the reason why I did that exercise is because I didn't want to put things on me that other people liked about me. So other people say, oh, you're so this or you're so that. That's wonderful. Okay, Shelly, who do you say you are? What do you like about you? And I sat in that mirror and I don't know if I was so depressed that I just couldn't find anything or that I was scared that there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
that would be the most awesomely bad thing if you do you see what i'm saying for yeah, me to walk you, away if, from the mirror and be like dang i didn't find nothing that i don't know that you know so i was determined to stay in that mirror you know um at that point because i couldn't dig deep what i found was that i really liked my smile so i went around cheesing you know all day because i'm like y'all gonna see these teeth you gonna <laughs> see these teeth okay because i likes them but what happened is because that was a solid, honest truth that I really did like my smile. What it did is it gave me a confidence to say, well, you can dig a little deeper. You're you're extremely intelligent. You're actually quite funny. You're a good writer. You know, so it gave me the confidence to dig. And I think in the beginning, a lot of us are afraid to dig because we've become so comfortable with the superficial that if we sit in self, like for real, for real, we might end up like me in that mirror. Like, I don't know if I even like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, 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 number one, you're an adorable person. Oh, that, thank you. I'm going to take that. <laughs> I, please do. And you've got your tremendous amount of energy. Um, you've got a tremendous amount of positive energy, which is why uh, we had you on KKNW. And now we're doing this because you are somebody that can positively impact. But, you know, what I like about you a lot is that you have a great smile and you've got a great personality and you're funny. But there's an underlying I'm not going to put up with your bullshit that you that 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 I that is also there. That is there as well that I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> and that is one of the things that I think um, my clients appreciate. Absolutely. I'm not here to, to babysit you. I'm really not. And I'm not here to baby you. I'm here to help you reach the goals that you told me you wanted to reach. I'm here to help you reach a better version of yourself. I'm here to help you get clarity on life and create balance for you. I'm here to help you become the best part of you and to discover who you were created to be. But I am not here to baby you. I'm going to give you the tools I'm going to let you know. And there have been some clients where I've said, okay, well, here, here's the homework. Here's what it is. Here's what I need you to do. It's obvious that you're not ready. So you come back. Now you've paid this dime. There's no refunds. There's none, none. And you've paid this dime, but you're not putting in the work. So you come back when you're ready to put in the work. You, you know, you, you have this session of time, whether you use that session of time is on you. You you pay for your sessions. Now, why would you want to waste that money? <laughs> <laughs> how how many people come to you and say, and in the course of your working with them, they say, Well, you know, Shelly, I thought your job was to fix me. And and did you, yes, you know, that? they they didn't use that exact word, but I've had a couple of people get upset and say, you know, it's your job to tell me, you know, um, what, what to do or, or to tell me how to, to make this better. So fix is not the exact word that was used, but it's in line with that. And my response to that is, no, that's actually your job to take the tools that I'm providing so that we can walk this journey together and you can tap into who you are and bring those things out so that you can recognize the person that's in there. It's my job to help you recognize those things so that you can pull them out. I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to provide the, the right questions. I'm going to give you the scenarios. I'm going to give you the, the homework. I'm going to give you all of the things that you need so that you can become who you said you would like to be. So you can figure out your purpose in life. So you can understand your destiny and the woman that you are. But it is never my job to actually do the work for you. That's on you. And that would be one of those people that I said, now you come back when you're ready to do the work. You already paid for this. <laughs> so you come back when you're ready to do the work. And, you know, they were upset. You know, they're like, blah, blah, blah. But in about maybe two or three weeks, they came back and said, I appreciate you making me own you know, my ish. I, I appreciate that. So you're almost like, see, my son is a diesel mechanic 
And he goes to a job, he goes to a site, and there's a piece of equipment that's broken. And he uses different tools based upon what that piece of equipment needs to get fixed to fix it. But he doesn't fix it. He, he doesn't run itself. He is the mechanic. He fixes it. So you're, you're, <laughs> you don't have grease under your fingernails, but you're very much like a diesel mechanic. See, I'm mechanicing some things. <laughs> yes, because you give us tools yes. that we can then use. And, it's, and then again, there's that big, there's that big choice word again. If we choose to use If you choose tools, to. And the difference between me and maybe some some other coaches is I'm not going to play, you know, um, the, the, the guilt game or feeding into to any of that. The choice is yours. I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to give you the truth in, in love. I'm going to let you know, here's where you are. Here's where you can be. That gap in between. I'm going to walk that journey with you. Now, don't have me turning and looking back and like, well, where are you at? I thought we, I said, we, I was walking. <laughs> I said, with you, this is your journey. <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> what is the most, have you ever had somebody say, just out of curiosity, have you ever had somebody say, you know, I really want to be uh, a great big famous person and I want to have all of this and all the money in the world and all of that. You're going to help me get there. Does anybody ever come in like that? No, I've never had anyone um, come in like that. A lot of times the clients that I'm working with, they're, they're looking for some, some peace. They're looking, you know, for some authentic happiness. They they want to spend spend time with their family. They're tired of going to bed wondering, is there more to life? You know, they're they want to know, am I is this it? Am I only gonna gonna be doing mundane responsibilities for the rest of my life? So I haven't had anyone just come in and be like, you know what? I just want to run the world. <laughs> But when you finish working with me, you can run it. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, that's very good. Well, you know, I'm finding in my world that that question that you just posed, that they're posing to themselves is maybe becoming the biggest question of our time. And that is, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. Because it's not all there is. We just can't grasp it sometimes. Yeah, it's not. As long as you're here, there is a more to who you are. And I love helping my clients experience their more. And what we have to understand is more doesn't mean material things, getting more. Right. More is me experiencing everything that belongs to me more more love more kindness more insight uh, more ability all of these things it can absolutely mean more money but money in itself is not the joy it's not the happiness what do you do with the money and for people like me you know um having finances is great is wonderful it's, it's great and wonderful for all of us but the idea that i love to be able to use those finances to be able to help other people, to do for other people, to pour into to organizations, to nonprofits. I, I love to, to be able to give back. So the money is great. The source of the money is what brings me the joy, the source of how I can use it. So when we find the source of things, that's part of my more, being able to give. You know, so when we find and experience our more and we're living in our more, um, I run across a lot of women who, who were like me. I'm just a mom. You know, I'm just a wife. No such thing. Scratch that out. You're going to live in your more. You have an ability to teach. You're a teacher at heart. So every day when you get up with your children, you're not just a mom. You're their first teacher. You're their educator. You know, put stuff all around your, your walls. Let them walk into the living room, you know, and they're at the circus or whatever. We have to be able to live and understand our more to be able to positively experience it. It is part of, first of all, if you're a mom out there, I don't know how you do what you do. It's, it amazes <laughs> me. Because it is the hardest job in the world to to you, raise. You want to run away sometimes, and nobody tells you that. <laughs> okay, I'm. You know, nobody nobody tell you that you're gonna get up screaming some days. 
but yes, but you don't get you don't get to walk away, and you have to. You, and but you, you work come back. It. You come back. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But it's a, you know it's the hardest job in the world, and I and they and many women that I know who are what they would call a homemaker mm-hmm. um, has a has a less than opinion of themselves. Why Absolutely. is that? Absolutely. And I know this from experience when I when I left the corporate world to be home with my children. That's when I had the greatest identity crisis. That's when everything failed because we live in a society that says loving, providing and nurturing your children inside the home has no value. What? You know, where that happen at? That is the most valuable thing that you can do. It doesn't take away from parents who work outside of the home because you're valuing and nurturing your children too. But to have a parent who is there, to have a parent who can be in each stage of your life while you're young, to have a parent who's not missing, you know, any of the the recitals or who's able to take you back and forth, to have a parent who's there, that is invaluable. And for some reason, our society says there's no honor in that when there's great honor because these kids who I've taken time to pour into, to care for, these are people who are going out into your society. I like yes, who I'm pouring into so that they can be an asset in the world. So how can you say that what I'm doing, because these people are gonna go out and become productive members of society? And it's because someone has taken time to say, I'm gonna walk away from the corporate and I'm going to put that on the back burner for a minute so that I can spend this time of my life season pouring directly into my legacies that's powerful working outside the home is wonderful working inside the home is just as wonderful and we have to stop trying to compare those things when i learned how to value my life season and my life season at that time was being a stay-at-home mother That was part of my life season. And when I learned how to value everything that I was bringing to that season, you couldn't tell me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I drove a bus for 12 years in Seattle. And I saw a lot of kids that were left to their own devices Mm -hmm. because mom and, and and to be fair, if you're a single mom, obviously you have to work. Absolutely. you have to be gone, and it's a horrible, horrible job. I wouldn't worse, wish it upon my worst enemy because you can't win. Uh, it's always it's, it's, always it's hard. It's very hard, and you're always tired, and you're always trying to you know you're trying to make everything work. Mm-hmm. But um, if you have the opportunity to be a stay at home mom, you get to form these impressionable minds so that they don't end up doing some of the things that I used to see kids do when they were out and about in mm-hmm. the world by themselves. You give them a, a grounding that's much that is so needed. You give them a different type of a foundation. And believe me, I understand, you know, um, that single parents have to work. I was that single parent, which is why when I ended up getting married and there was an opportunity on the table to say, hey, let's see, can we work this, you know, financially where someone can can stay home? and be with the, be with the kids. I didn't want to send my, you know, my newborn baby. I didn't want to go back to work after six weeks. I didn't want to send my, my newborn, you know, to daycare. I had done this with my oldest child. I knew what that side felt like. I didn't want that anymore. So again, I didn't know that, that I was going to go into a full blown identity crisis either. (laughs) I didn't know that I was going to end up doing the ugly cry either. (laughs) but there's a lot of strength that comes in being a single mom. You don't get no days off. There's no vacation time. Nope. You know, and then for a lot of times it it can be a thankless job because people just begin to, to feel like, Oh, it should get done. Oh, it should be this. Oh, you know, the mama take care of it. And it just becomes like, again, what? So these are are the clients and the women that end up coming to me because they're like, is there nothing more? 
I, you know, and a lot of them are moms and I have a nice portion of, um, of stay at home moms that come and say, I love my kids, but you know, I, some days I don't want vomit on me, you know, (laughs) can I get through one day? you know, without having to wipe up a spill or do this or do that. And so being able to figure out how to enjoy or experience our more in a situation where can that can become mundane and repetitious, you know, I, I love being able to help women find that. And uh, it's a really good job that you do, by the way. By the way, oh, we're talking with <laughs> Shelly Mache and uh, Shelly, your website. Let's talk about that. How, yes. What is it? My website, I like to keep it simple, Kevin. My website is www.shellymache.com, and that's S H E L L E Y M E C H E T T E. Yes, it's a lot of E's. I know. Don't forget about the T T E at the end because it's all silent. That's the only way you're gonna find me. It's the only way. (laughs) And and go there, and you can find out all about the work that she does, and 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 can can help you get to a better place in your life. And you do it remotely as well. You do it via Zoom and all that. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, a lot of my clients are um, are more online now, and so um, I do a lot of group coaching. And so a lot of them are, are they, they're more comfortable now online. You know, um, the pandemic, as difficult as it was, it opened up another area, you know, um, especially for people like, like me, where I'm able to really reach out to more women than before, because now I'm, I'm coaching women in Canada. I'm coaching women you know, in the UK. So it really opened up a door for me to really expand what I do. You know, one of the things that I think is going to come into play here in the not too distant future, actually it's already coming into play. And that is group sessions online where people can get together and have a dialogue and communicate with each other. Cause it's hard to get together um, mm-hmm. physically anymore. Um, and, and what we're finding is that you can have a group that may be from all over the country and they mm-hmm. can get together. They see the commonality, the same problems that they're, that they're having, they can discuss it. And, and then it becomes a group dialogue of, of like, you know, when somebody says, woe is me and yada, yada, yada. And the other person says, you know, this is what I heard you say, mm-hmm. is this what you meant to say? And, and then it opens up a very deep dialogue. It's really is fascinating. The dynamic. I, I love group coaching just for, for that reason. One-on-one is great, but I really prefer group coaching because you do have a sense of community. You don't feel isolated. There are other people that are going through the exact same thing you are. And what's really amazing is um, during my group coaching sessions, when all of us are there, we have an open platform. So I'm not the only one speaking. It's not me just getting on there saying, hey, you know, here's the tool of the day. How do you do this? This? No, it's really an effort that everyone puts in. Someone may ask a question, you know, someone else will come along and say, I just had that issue this week and this happened and that happened. And how did you guys deal with that? Yes, I'm the coach. I'm the guide. And I like for them to understand that I'm the guide, but you guys have amazing answers too. Let's bring all of that together. And that's what I really love about the group sessions that I do. Well, you know, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of, a lot of young mothers are isolated because of being young mothers and they can't get out and they're their children it's a real big pain to, to get your children all dressed and all ready to go and don't and i know it <laughs> and uh and you know i can just imagine somebody saying you know i really like these group coaching sessions because i really like to talk to somebody who doesn't poop in their pants yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly Exactly. And when I was a single mom, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have this, you know? So for me, I felt like, again, I felt like sometimes I want to run away from my child. And I felt like I couldn't say that because someone's like, Oh, what a bad mom, you know? And I wanted to open up 
I wanted to open up that dialogue, which is why when I was a single mother, I started um, a single parenting group so that parents could come and we would have that opportunity to say, you know, I want to pull my hair out. You know, I just want to get away without someone looking at you going, mm, is that right? You know, the kids could come, they could they could play, you know, in, in my daughter's room and we can all come together, sit down, have some adult conversation and walk away going, woosa, you know, thank you so much. I was able to get this off my chest. Everything that you say stays here. And it's an opportunity for us as single parents to connect with another single parent. So again, understanding our life season, that part, it was a, a frustrating time, but because it was frustrating for me, I created an avenue to help make it less frustrating. Cause I'm like, I know that, you know, um, if I'm having this difficult time, it has to be someone else having a difficult time. Let's come together. Let's talk about it. Let's lay our hair out. You know, let me give you an hour of free time because your child is in there messing up the room with my child. And let's, you know, and let's just sit back and enjoy an hour of just being moms or just being single parents because dads were invited to, but just being us. You know, and it's interesting that uh, when you're young, See, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm, I've been around the planet for a little while now. <laughs> Those 21 years. Yeah. I, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so when you, when you're looking at it from my perspective, you know, that when you, when things are going in, in like in your twenties or your early thirties, that it's going to change. It's not going to be like that forever. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you're in the twenties and early thirties, it's in your mind, it is the only thing that you're experiencing. So yeah. it is going to last forever. Right. And you're sitting there going, is there nothing more? <laughs> is, is Exactly. And, and that I think is there in my, in my opinion, there's a, a great awakening going on in that people are deciding working 60 hours a week, having two weeks of vacation a year that they're not taking, or they're having to work part of, and they're not enjoying life. I think people are changing in that they don't want that anymore. They want to be more balanced. Do you teach Absolutely. them how to be balanced? Absolutely. And here's the one thing that I let them know before anything is that there, you'll never have a balanced life in the way that you're looking at it. There'll never be a 50-50 life ever because we have life seasons and in our life season, we uh, we give more attention to certain things. Case in point, being a single mom, there was absolutely no way in that season of my life that my personal life was going to have the same amount of time as my parental life. It's not going to happen. I'm a single mom. So the balance in my life was I have to work. I have to be a mom. And then I have a single parent group that gives me that little 10% to let me woosa. So my life is not 50-50, but it is balanced because, you know, 60% goes to being a mom, 30% goes to, to working and providing. So I got to pour into that. And then 10% goes into me sitting back with a, with a, um, a single parenting group so that I can refresh my brain again. That, that that really helps. And, and it doesn't have to take long. It's, it's like, you know, for people that, that like to meditate, they mm -hmm. some say, you got to meditate for hours and hours and hours. No, you I don't, don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you can meditate in 10, 15 minutes. Absolutely. Or, and just, Absolutely. To, just to quiet your mind just for a moment. Just to quiet your mind. And, you know, I love to sit and meditate because my um, my refreshing place is a nice, a nice warm bath. So I get a double, you know, a double duty in there because I like to sit in the tub. I like to go over my day. I like to, you know, speak life into, into myself. And I do that while I'm sitting in a nice warm tub, put a do not disturb sign on it. Don't y'all knock on this door. Don't you <laughs> knock on this door. 
And they and know better than to, right? And, and that's my time. And so that's what happens when we begin to create life balance too. We begin to articulate our no and our boundaries. And we begin to teach other people how to respect that starting in your home. So my bath time is mine. Leave me alone. Don't come unless it's an emergency. Don't come here. That's the boundary. Because that's my time to rejuvenate, refresh, you know, and get some me time. Which we all have to have. Absolutely. You you can't give and give and give and give and give and never and never have enough time for you to take a little bit. You have to replenish yourself. You have to. Yeah. And it's, it was just like when, before we were getting on, it was like, you, you were saying, I'm tired, but I'm not, I want to take a nap, but I'm not going to be able to. I'm so tired. I'm so tired today. You guys, you would not believe it's like, I don't know if you guys have, I don't know how many of you have ever watched Tom and Jerry, but there was a a episode where he was keeping his eyes open with toothpicks. And that's kind of what I feel like right now. (laughs) Yeah, but but you're still, you still got a lot of energy and you're dynamic and, uh, and stuff. So that, that works. I'm I'm looking forward to about maybe nine o'clock because it's going to be done. (laughs) Well, and and where you live, you get to go drive for a long time to get anywhere. So, yeah, you you know, I'm, I'm kind of centrally located. And so I'm really in a good spot where I'm not away from, from, you know, too many things. So I'm, I'm kind of lucky in that way. But the thing about being in LA is something could be five minutes away, but because it's LA traffic, you got to leave 30 minutes ahead of time. <laughs> exactly. But now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a former bus driver. So <laughs> I, I know that if you're too tired, you know, you need to take a little rest before you get behind the wheels. So. Absolutely. That, and with that, there's the joy of having adult children. So you can be like, oh, do you think you can drive? Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> well, my kids, I never could let them, let them it was not good. If they drank, I, I was a nervous wreck, so I couldn't, you know, even close my eyes. So, you know, uh, of course, yes, this is, I, had to, I had to do that a couple of weeks ago uh, for my youngest daughter. I'm like, you know, I'm going to get in this back seat. I need to lay down and, you know, um, I'm going to go on and hand these keys over to you. <laughs> well, and she was like, yay. Yep. I'll, I'll know, do it. Ma. She, she said she doesn't like driving my car, but, you know. Oh, well, you know, well, you know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. So, so now you also were in the entertainment business. Is that right? Absolutely. I on the side, um, my my daughter and I we do producing, we do writing, um, and we do some hosting. So we uh, we're on the red carpet doing some hosting. Now we haven't done hosting in a minute. But right now we are working on a current project for an independent project that we're producing. And then in a couple of months, we'll be working on another project that we're producing. So, yeah, I do some little dibble and dabble as um, as well as stage work. I love being on stage. That is like my my other passion, women and being on stage. If I could do that for the rest of my life, I'm good. So now when you said red carpet, do you mean like the red carpet? Where, where celebrities come down? So, yes, we, we host, we go to events, and, and we, we do hosting on the red carpet. Yes, sir. So, who is the nastiest celebrity <laughs> that you've ever met? I will be totally honest. I haven't run into any any terrible interviews. I, ha- I, I haven't. Um, we've been pretty lucky. We only were in hosting... We started before the pandemic. So literally, we just had started hosting before the pandemic hit. So we literally only got in a good maybe 13 months of hosting, maybe a little less before it got shut down. So I didn't get a chance to, um, not that I want to, but we we just didn't run into people who were just, you know, um, mean. We just, we just didn't. And I'm so glad. <laughs> 
Well, on the red carpet, they're they're all on their best behavior. They should be on their best behavior on the red carpet, you know. So, and the red carpet moves really swiftly. So you're trying to get interviews with this person and trying to get interviews with that person. So um, it's 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 a quick, you know, it goes. But I like it. Yeah, I bet you never had anybody slap anybody on the red carpet either. If they did, I didn't see it. (laughs) Can't believe I brought that up. Ooh, Kevin. But, you know, it's it's interesting because I've, I've worked with a ton of people over my life and uh, some of them have been relatively um, famous people and stuff. And it's 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 interesting. People are just people. People and, are people. And, you know, and then some people, you know, famous or not, you feel entitled and, you know, and that's that's how you engage. I know people that aren't aren't um, um, famous that feel entitled. So um, exactly. People are people. Yeah, so it's and it's great fun to talk to you. By the way, this hour has gone by just really, really. Is quickly. our time up already? It's almost with, <laughs> but I want to make sure we get the the information out about what you're doing and how they can reach you again. Absolutely, you can reach me on my website where we can connect, and that's www.shellymache.com. We can always connect on social media. I am on Instagram my name. I like to keep it simple as well as Facebook. Guess what? My name. I like to keep it simple. <laughs> and, uh, and Shelly is her specialty really is working with women. And we haven't really talked about that specifically, but that really is, and you work with men too, but, but you work with women's issues to help them. Um, because women are in a, in a, I believe right now, and you tell me are in a, in the middle of huge, cataclysmic changes of what they have been able to do in the past versus what they are able to do now. And with the, uh, we too, and the, you know, the, all of the different things that are out there to uplift women and get rid of the glass ceilings, which I think are great. And that we're all, all that women are working together with stuff. Isn't the opportunity better now than it's ever been? I believe that the opportunity is better while I believe there's still so much work. And there always will, I'm afraid. You know, so I believe the one thing that I love about this particular time right now is women aren't waiting for permission. And I think that's what I really love. Women are saying, I'm going to create opportunities for myself. Women are saying, you know, I'm going to burst through these through these doors and more women, in my opinion, are creating businesses and they're creating legacy and they're really trying to show, especially those who are our parents, they're trying to show their children that we can we can do this. You know, we don't have to be boxed. So that's what I love about this time. There's always going to be people who try to put you in your place or who try to say, you know, you can't be, you can't do. But what I love, and especially about this particular generation, is that this generation of just young people, period, both men and women, but they're saying, I'm going to create opportunities for me. You know, um, it's it's not going to be the way your grandmother did it. It's not going to be the way your great grandmother did it. We're and while there's nothing wrong with nine to five, you know, we I love nine to five. We need our nine to fivers, but we just have more young people saying, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to look for something and do something different. And that is what I love. That's what I absolutely love. I really love this this young generation because they mm-hmm. are coming up completely differently. Completely got- differently. And they're saying, I'm going to take what I believe is this opportunity and I'm going to do it for, you know, do it for myself. And again, th- this is to, to say nothing about our grandparents, our great grandparents, because you did everything that you did with the knowledge that you had. You took care of families. You made sure food was on the table. And I respect that hustle. Absolutely. And we need to have that type of hustle where you don't just walk away from things, you know, that um, that don't feel good. You you learn how to really stick with things and make things work. But I also love this new generation that's saying, if it doesn't work and if it's not working, I'm not going to be forced to stick in it. I will create a different and new opportunity for myself. So I love it. You know, I was just thinking to myself, 
that when we're talking about the glass ceiling and and women's rights and women are 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 moving ahead and stuff very rarely do we ever put a face on the people that are holding them down and I, it just dawned on me that it's it's like it's like somebody that's suffered child abuse when they were a kid it's like we talk about they were abused and they were a victim very rarely do we talk about the abuser or or and categorize him but but holding women down has become a full-time job for a lot of men in our society and would that be true that is absolutely true <laughs> and you know I, I noticed you were not sure that you wanted to actually go down there but it just seems to me that gosh it if is we, if we it's unfortunate men, that again and and i look at it to say that a lot of this comes from an older generation of women not not working outside of the home yep. and that not being seen as value and so by men being the providers by men being outside of the homes by men creating all of these different um professional relationships it closed the door a lot to women and so when women said hey I, I want to be able to have these things for myself. There's a, for lack of better word, there's an intimidation that comes along to say, hey, where are you going? You're supposed to be boxed here. You're just supposed to be, you know, where I desire for you to be. You're just supposed to stand next to me, look pretty, take care of the house, this, this, this. And so I think that that mentality has come along for many generations, unfortunately. And so it becomes a little difficult sometimes to change that narrative, to change that mentality. And that's why I say now women are saying, if you don't change that mentality, that's on you, boo, you do you. But I am going to make sure that I do me and pour into me and get the opportunities and I'm not going to depend on you for it. And it's a basic human right. I think. Absolutely. And I, I think that that is better. But again, I think there's still some work to be done. <laughs> uh, there's yes. And, and, one, <laughs> and if before I open that can of worms, because we can spend the next hour talking about that. Uh, but uh, but I'm not going to hold you because I know you've got a lot of traveling to do, and it'd be nice if you could close your eyes for five seconds. So we'll see uh, what happens. <laughs> Shelly Mache has been our guest here on Positive Talk Radio, and and is there anything that you'd like to add before we go? Just real quick. Yes, for those of you, I would love to be able to share my freebie with you. If you are in that place where you're wondering, is there more? Is, is this all there is to life? Have I been created for anything um, more than where I am? The answer is absolutely. Please download my freebie. It is five powerful ways to discover your purpose. And you can find that at um, www.shellymache.com slash freebie. So please download that. Very nice. It is awesome to talk to you. And uh, will you come on to the program every now and again, just so I can keep now, up with now you? Now you know I will. Now okay. you know I will. <laughs> well, I had to ask to see because I don't have a very high opinion of myself. And so it makes me feel better if you'll come back on the show. You see? Oh, I will be back anytime you call. <laughs> <laughs> you are nothing short of awesome. So thank you. So oh, much. Thank you. <laughs> and you stay right there and we'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because